Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Seventh Man Podcast. I'm Will Beverina. I run Dimer2k.com and write about the NBA 2K League. I'm Josiah, otherwise known as AJ. I cover the NBA 2K League for Operation Sports, for TSN, and for the Peace and Space Odyssey. Wow, the new intro. Yeah, Josiah has a new website, but uh, we'll get into that later, I suppose. We're back for episode nine, I think. Yeah, probably nine. You can check out all of our previous episodes on the YouTube channel. And we have the past couple episodes of the podcast on iTunes and Podbean now. As always, want to thank everyone who has listened to any of the episodes so far. Support is always appreciated. Quick note before we start, we are trying a different recording setup in hopes that audio will be better. Uh, So give us some feedback on that because we want the podcast to sound as good as possible, of course. But on to the NBA 2K League. Let's talk about the final week of the NBA 2K League regular season and the playoffs. Four playoff spots were up for grabs with eight teams in contention to get those spots going into the final week of the NBA 2K League season. Lots of crazy games. And of course, the playoffs were finally decided after so much talk about who would make it in. Uh, Why don't we just go through the seedings here? Blazer 5, of course, the one seed. 76ers getting the two seed. Pistons at three. Raptors uprising at four. Cavs Legion 5. Heat check 6. Wizards District 7. And Knicks Gaming getting that eighth spot through that ticket win. Uh, Most notable exceptions to the playoffs, I suppose, would be Celtics Crossover and Magic Gaming. Josiah, tell me, who were you really surprised to not see included in the playoffs after the regular season? It has to be the Magic and the Celtics, who obviously sort of knocked... Well, the Magic knocked out the Celtics, and the Magic kind of knocked themselves out too by by not starting control, and for other reasons, in their first game against the Cavs. Yep. The Celtics really should have made it. You know, they were terrific. They in tournaments they made it to the finals in two out of the three in season tournaments, but they couldn't get the job done in the regular season. And so based on the regular season, which is what the playoffs are all about, the Celtics don't really deserve to get in, I suppose. Nah, I mean, yeah, well you you deserve to get in the playoffs if you make the playoffs, I would say. Um especially through the regular season. We, we all knew, for the most part, that 7-7 seven and seven wouldn't get you into the playoffs, and they finished 7-7. Seven and seven. So really no one to blame but themselves. And, you know, you could even say they, they got a little lucky to be at 7-7, seven and seven, which is kind of surprising for a team this talented, a team that made two straight finals in midseason tournaments. Um, it, Behind maybe, personally, I would say behind Mavs gaming, probably the most disappointing season overall for a team. Yeah, the Mavs certainly had a very disappointing season, and it it was an ironic note I found that the top four picks in the NBA 2K League draft did not make the playoffs, not a single one of them, and yet the five, six, and seven picks were all MVP nominees and in fact the number six pick won it all so anything can happen as it turned out in the end even though you know something stayed the same yeah uh this this season you know we do it would be competitive but i don't think anyone pictured it being this competitive especially with an even playing field going into this where no one had a single player until a month before the season started uh and it you know this is why i personally did not do preseason power rankings or preseason draft grades because there was just there was no way of knowing right you you have blazer five and 76ers gaming both at top i don't think either of those teams had any sort of consideration for being the best teams uh, Mavs gaming with Dimes and Celtics gaming with Fab missing the playoffs and I mean we we could go on all day about that but yeah you know uh, su- surprising surprising I would say 
in the end when you compare the preseason expectations to where we're sitting at now. But uh, you want to talk about week 12 a bit? Uh, I mean, obviously this was the week that decided everything. Um, what, what were some... There, there were obviously a ton of important games, especially the second-to-last game of the season where Celtics crossover uh, had a chance to get in but lost to Magic Gaming. What, what were some games that stood out to you in Week 12, Josiah? Well, the Heat and the Raptors game proved to be monumentally important, as as was really no surprise, I think, to anyone. That that one was certainly very important. The Pacers you know, sort of fell on their face at the end uh, of the season. Unfortunately, I was hoping they would prove more uh, more of a fight, provide more of a fight in the final week. They, they lost three of their three games on the weekend. But really, the Magic games were, were incredibly important, and unfortunately for the Magic, neither of them really turned out for the team's benefit, even though they did, as we said earlier, beat the Celtics. Yeah, Magic Gaming sitting control in their first game against Cavs Legion and paid pretty dearly for it. Eliminated before they even played their last game. They finished eight and six this season and still missed the playoffs just because of Knicks gaming taking that eighth spot. And yeah, I got to say it is kind of a shame that Pacers gaming didn't make it. And they went zero and three this season when you consider that they started zero and four and almost came back all the way to make it into the playoffs. But another team that had a really bad start, Raptors Uprising, who I know uh, you you study a lot of, of the Raptors Uprising. And uh, I'm sure you're happy to see them get all the way to the four seed after starting one and five. It, it is certainly quite good for uh, business, as it were. It's not a business. I mean, it is business. <laughs> But for me, it's not really a business. But TSN um, will will get a little more uh, Raptors coverage on the season since they made the playoffs, and you know they, they have an excellent shot to at least make the semifinals, if not go even further. They beat the Cavs by twenty two in their first meeting with uh, the the Legion in Week Ten, I believe, and they could very well replicate the feat again in the quarterfinals here. Um, they're, as I've said all season, they've integrated their offense, the shot creating slasher, into their offense so, so well, better than any other team. And the 7 1 record since um, the turn tournament really reflects that, um, especially in the later four weeks of the season. Yeah, you talk about them playing Cavs Legion, and that Raptors Uprising Cavs Legion matchup is one of the playoff matchups. I kind of mostly want to talk about the playoffs, Josiah, but um, were, were there any last thoughts from you on Week 12? Uh, anything else that really surprised you or, or, I don't know, anything at all that, that you would like to get off your chest? No, no, I think we should should jump straight into the playoffs, you know? That, that's where it's at right now. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, why don't we just go through these matchups? Um, First one, of course, being Blazer 5 Gaming versus Knicks Gaming. Blazer 5, the one seed, 12-2, and two, have been the clear-cut best team all season, without a doubt. Knicks Gaming winning the, the, tur- or the ticket tournament, making that miraculous one run to secure an 8 seed, even though they're only 5-9. and nine. Uh, But that 5-9 and nine record for Knicks Gaming is a little misleading if you're just looking at the standings because this is actually a good team. And in a best-of-one, Josiah, I would say there's a decent chance Knicks Gaming could cause a big upset here. Absolutely. There is no doubt in my mind that there are talented enough team to be able to come up with an upset, especially in the one-game series. It's a bit of a downer for them that they're playing, again, besides for Blazer 5 being the top team, they also are able to run the pick-and-roll on offense and defense equally as well, if not better, than the Knicks can. And so the Knicks might have preferred to go up against a team that you know, wasn't able to emulate their own play style and defend it as well as Blazer 5. But again, the playoff you get you deserve to get into the playoffs by getting into the playoffs and they only did that 
through a miraculous run in the ticket, and that's the exact kind of run they'll need to replicate, which, again, as we know, they are capable of doing. Yeah, I we had this discussion after they won, like right after they won, and um, I, I said that, you know, I I wouldn't count them out of when they played Blazer 5 because this team is playing really well since that patch. I still would not count them out, even even though, you know, they've taken some losses uh, since, you know, they won the, the ticket. But uh, I don't know, Josiah, what, what would you put, like, what, what would you say their, their odds of winning? Would you say, like, they have, like, a 25% chance of winning this? No, no, I, I would go <laughs> with I would go with as high as thirty five, forty percent. Wow! And that feels like a degradation of what Blazer Five has done all season. But it's it's the one game matchup, and the Knicks' ability to really put up points um, with that ever deadly Adam and Goofy pick and roll combo that scares me a little bit and pushes up the odds really one game is is just what the Knicks want you know that they kind of fell back even though they had the Wizards on the ropes in their week 12 matchup but it's a dangerous team especially in a limited time space and if if they find that that magic again they they have a real shot and any team can lose any game I, I still believe in that even though the Blazers are the seeming exception to the rule um the Blazers are a terrific team. If the Blazers get through the Knicks, I, I could see them, you know, very much winning the entire thing. Um, but again, one game—it's so hard to play a perfect twenty-four minutes, and sometimes that's what you need to do against a really inspired and fired-up underdog. Yeah, I don't. Uh, Thirty-five to forty percent seems pretty high to me, but I, it. It doesn't feel like the Knicks match up all that well with Blazer Five. I don't think. Uh, with you know, you have Walnut, Defensive Player of the Year, there to defend that pick and roll against Goofy and Nate Call, who has been the one of the best defenders in the league. He doesn't really have anyone to defend when he's on that power forward build. Uh, we talked about shots kind of taking a backseat role on the Blazer Five team, so it, it almost feel like. Nate Call would almost be wasted. If if they do stick with him at power forward, I wouldn't be too shocked to see him switch around. And, I mean, maybe even go to center just to guard Walnut and, and put Goofy back at his natural position of power forward and and run those maybe some 1-4 pick and rolls. Uh, but, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm not seeing it matchup-wise to give them that high of a chance. I still could see them winning it, but I would put it around that like 20-25%. Well, defensively, there's certainly no match for the Blazer 5 pick and roll. Uh, Mama is, is a great great at penetrating Walnut, obviously MVP. We don't need to further extol his virtues, but Goofy, Goofy likes to hedge a fair bit on the pick and roll, which is good. Um, if you're going up against a three-point shooter at point guard, which Mama isn't necessarily. So if Mama can get by, then it's going to be a very long day. But I, I think we could see, as you say, Nate playing a very big role defensively. E- even if it's just shutting down that boy shots, then that's that's a respectable thing to play because you know the you know that Grant and Lavish aren't exactly going to do a lot of their own creating. And so the Knicks' deficiencies at the two and three defensively are kind of put in the background because of that. And if they can just stay home, then they'll serve uh, a real function. And offensively, offensively, if the Blazers don't play smart and if they don't prioritize the right things, then it's going to be a very long day for them because Adam can shoot the cover off the ball. Um, I think Walnut will do well against Goofy rolling, but if Adam starts to catch Mama in some animations, he can very much drain a three because, you know, the, the Knicks can shoot. The Knicks can really shoot. And so I think the more the Blazers can 
force the ball out of the hands of the Knicks' top two guys, the better they'll be. Idris, Idris obviously can score. Um, Yay not, and Nate can shoot. But I think you want to have it out of the multi-talented hands of Adam. And I think Walnut will do a very good job against Goofy um, at, when, when he rolls. Yeah, no, I was just thinking, like, I I remember tweeting out something like, if I was the Knicks, I would just be watching film of what Kingsguard did to Blazer 5, because we know Kingsguard beat Blazer 5 at the ticket, and should have won uh, a couple weeks later in the regular season. It makes me wonder if you know you don't switch. Nate calls a small forward onto a what, what was timely running a defensive build like a slashing defender or something when they played. I can't remember. Yes. Um, yeah. Yes, he was. He was. Uh, I'm pretty sure so, he was. So I mean, could, <laughs> I'm wondering if they don't switch. Nate calls a small forward onto that build to guard Mama, and put Idris back at power forward. Maybe I don't like I don't like clogging the paint. I don't like clogging the paint uh, one bit. Well, he doesn't necessarily have to clog the paint. He can he go onto a sharp shooting rim protector. Yeah, um, why not? Because Nate is so good at that. Um, yeah, but he's kind of wasted that power forward almost. And Idris is a fine defender himself. It's not like he's a scrub. I would. It, why not put your best defender on one of the better players? Do we, do we think on that, the other team? Do we know that the sharpshooting rim protector can't do a thing against the center i i mean i don't know <laughs> have we seen that before i don't think we've seen that before i i don't think i think i'm i'm remembering that palm oil please when he first came back into the lineup against the Cavs, he was on the sharpshooting rim protector and he and arsenal switch matchups which meant that palm oil please was on the center but at that in that same game the Cavs center was running a pure rim protector, which kind of makes the comparison meaningless to this game because there is no way that Goofy is running a pure rim protector. Right. I, I will eat something not meant to be eaten if Goofy does does that. Uh, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I, I think that uh, maybe I'm just too averse to these lineup changes. Yeah. But I don't know, it, it, it's not valuable in a small way to have Dat Boy shots locked down, especially since he's come along, he, he's improved as, as the third option in recent, recent weeks. Sure, but uh, like I said, Idris was one of the top defensive centers in the combine, I believe. So he can play defense. He, he can probably handle dat boy shots i don't know it, it i don't know I, I would just be trying to emulate what kingsguard did because kingsguard by far gave blazer 5 the most trouble of any team all season whatever whatever they found out whatever they figured out that's why i said just watch film of those blazer 5 kingsguard games and and that's the recipe i don't know so i i i wouldn't you, you can either try the lineup switch, which I know you're not a fan of, or you just hope that Adam gets hot again, because that's how they won the ticket, was just Adam greening every single three known to man, and you know Goofy doing what Goofy does, scoring 20 points a game, and Idris hitting some big threes. But can you depend on that kind of magic to happen again? You have to. You have no choice but to. Ah, I wouldn't say no choice. That's that's my entire point of this. Every championship. <laughs> no, no. Every championship team needs magic. I, I, I think. You know, especially the Wizards in this case. Um, but ah. But no, I, I think even even if you come out with the right archetype set, Blazer Five are still a good enough team that you need some magic. I, was, wasn't I the one who gave the Knicks better odds? It's true. You were. I don't know. I don't know. 
Any anything else you want to say about this matchup? I think I'm talked out. All right, next one, really interesting one. The second seed, 76ers Gaming, ten and four on the regular season, going up against the seven seed Wizards District Gaming, who have been pretty good post patch. We're five and six, won three in a row to make it in the playoffs. Needed needed some help from Magic Gaming to get in, but. They're in, and they're a dangerous team. What do you think of this matchup? Uh, I think the 76ers would have liked to face another team um, because the Wizards, uh, they can score. That, that is for certain. Boo led the league in scoring. Um, but in recent weeks, and I tip my cap, they have shown that they can also defend, which is... I think going to play a bigger role in the postseason just like it does in the NBA. Gilly had the game of his life in helping the Wizards get to the playoffs in the win over the Knicks. Boo has played his best defense of the season in the last two weeks. And the team as a whole did a really good job of disrupting the Knicks' ball movement and stepping into passing lanes. But the 76ers are still a really good team, and they're a really well-disciplined team. Too. So they'll be able to execute whatever game plan they come up with. I'm not sure how well the Wizards are going to be able to respond to a lot of the off-ball stuff that the 76ers run because the 76ers have a lot cooked up. They're really good at it. They lull you into thinking, oh, here comes another rap for ZDS, and then instead he cuts back. Um, so I think if we see Boo on Radiant again, Radiant would be best advised to come out with a quicker um, point guard build and really, really get everyone else involved. I think the 76ers are still a better team, but it's really hard to think of teams that have played better. I can think of maybe one or two teams that have played better than the Wizards in the last couple weeks. Yeah, well, we saw, you know, the Wizards obviously are a five-out team. We saw the 76ers strategy just a couple weeks ago when it comes to five out, where Authentic African scored 84 points in a single game. Do you think they're going to try something like that again, where they just let Boo, you know, score a bunch of points and then just by any means possible do not let anyone else score? Do you think we'll see something like that again? I think I would do that. Um... I'm not sure. I think they might help a little bit more. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that they should, though. I think they're a better team now than they were against the Grizzlies. I think they've got more of their mojo back. They're they're playing better. Um, I, I think Feast. You know, Feast now has a couple games of practice against that shot creating slasher. So I would I would go back to that. Um, as ugly as it looks in the box score it might be the most effective strategy for them in, in the course of the entire game. And this is definitely, if not the matchup the Wizards want, if they get behind, because we know the three-point shooting capabilities of the 76ers team. Uh, and if especially if Radiant, Radiant hasn't been great from beyond the arc recently, but if, if he gets, you know, has he been using the, the shock ring sharpshooter lately, or has he been sticking on the the playmaker. I can't remember. I think I think he might have gone back to the playmaker for a game, but I could be I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't know. I I think you got to get him going somehow and putting him on that shock ring sharpshooter may be your best bet even though, you know, you you get a little bit less uh of the dribbling and a little bit less of uh the passing. If he gets going and if you get the other guys going like you said the 76ers are one of those teams that run a bunch of plays and they can out game plan you and the wizards are pretty easy to out game plan it just kind of comes down to whether you can get those stops so not a great matchup for the wizards i don't think and you can maybe argue it's not the best matchup for the 76ers but like you said the 76ers just they have more talent than than wizards district like they they just get contributions everywhere from every single person on the floor yeah the the 76ers have a really multifaceted offense that the wizards 
you know, last game against the Knicks, the Knicks are a pretty one-dimensional offense, the, that pick and roll, as we discussed. Um, but they beat the Blazers, who, who also, I would think, are, you know, they're a better defensive team than they are an offensive team. Um, or, or really everything but offense. Um, but but Boo's, Boo's played great. Boo has played great. Um, and, yeah, the, the 76ers just have so many options on offense that the the Wizards, who seemingly each week now play the game of their lives, will have to really play the game of their lives. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to say about that matchup? Well, the, this this could be one of the final crumbling blocks for the shock rating slasher, but uh, we'll see about that. Well, it could be. <laughs> one can only hope. Uh, next matchup, Pistons GT, the third seed, taking on Heat Check Gaming, the sixth seed. What do you think of that matchup? Also, also probably not the matchup that the Pistons wanted. No. Uh, but the, the Heat, I don't know really why they lost their two last games of the regular season. It seems to me a very strange thing. I don't think they were playing so hard in their final game um, against the Grizz. But the Heat can be a very, very dangerous team because Hotshot, I've always been high on Hotshot. That continues. He's so dangerous as a scorer, as a facilitator. Um, but this one... The, the, the Pistons will need to score points in this game, um, I fear. And the Pistons have not always been the best team at doing that. Um, I, I don't think... Really what, really what the Pistons need is to get their pick and roll and their wraps working early because I don't think Insanity will be able to outplay Hotshot at the shot creating slasher. So if the Pistons wind up needing to seed the majority of the offense to him, they're going to be in big trouble. So they need they need to get their real offense working early and get it working well. Yeah, I got to say, I don't like this matchup at all for the Pistons. Uh, have they really been tested by, like, a true five-out? Like, I, I'm not sure that they have. And in, in Sanity, um, you know, he, he's a good defender, and he's been asked to, to defend the primary ball hander before. And he's done pretty pretty well at it. Uh, but facing hot shot and shot creating slasher is an entirely different beast in and of itself. Um, and you talk about they need to score, and you don't always get that with this Pistons team. And against a five-out team, you know, you need to hit your threes, which we don't always get from this Pistons team. You know, Rux has been kind of inconsistent a bit, maybe lately. I, I'd have to check, you know, his numbers. Um, I, I'm not sure. I can't really remember any of their recent three-point shooting performances, but they need that, and they don't always get it, and they need the scoring, and they don't always get it. So it, of course, always comes down to, with the Pistons, how well is their defense going to hold and can their defense hold it enough that they can outscore the other offense? And against a heat check team that can score a lot of points, I'm not convinced that they can do that, Josiah. No, I mean, pe- people really don't, I think, understand how good Hotshot is. He's really, really good. Um, he's not a phenomenal defender. Um, he has his liabilities, but the Pistons' strengths don't really play to those liabilities. They'll have to come up with a really good game plan to to try and attack those and, and manufacture points. But then again, on the on the other hand, I don't think people get how good Ramo is either. Ramo is, is one of the best big men in the league, and I'd say that with complete confidence. And I and I would have said that you know before the league even announced him as an MVP candidate. He's really, really good. And he's going yeah. to do incredibly well against the slashing stretch five. He is poised to exploit that like nobody else. Um, but one thing about the Heat, they're they're good at, at pinching down. Um, and the slashing stretch five is going to give you a little more quickness on the pick and roll. Um, so 
I think the Pistons really need to think carefully about how they're going to manufacture points. They need to exploit the big mismatch that they have in Ramo, um, and they really, really need to play defense. And the Pistons are good at defense, um, so and they're, they're the number three seed for a reason. Um, but the Heat could well have been the number two seed if they, I think, played at their best. So this this is going to be a matchup of two MVP candidates, and it's going to be, I might even say, the best, the best or the second best game of the quarterfinals. Yeah, it's going to be a great game either way. Uh, that's a good point about uh, Ramo getting to play against a slashing stretch five. Um, Ramo, you know, he's one of those guys who's going to get like 20 and 12 every single game. And you could definitely see him having like a 30-point game against this Heat check team. Although the Heat have been playing pretty well on defense lately. And I mean, at the same time, the Pistons have been kind of scoring above what they usually do lately as well. So it's, I don't know, it's a lot of ifs with this one. You know, is the Pistons' offense going to show up? Is their defense going to show up? It all comes down to them, I think, because, I don't know, the three seed, but we we talked about this, I think, a couple weeks ago, how, like, no one's really talking about them. And uh, I don't know. We we continue to kind of doubt them a bit. So we'll see how they do. Yeah, they're a good team. I I will say that they're, you know, in these last four weeks, which you mentioned their offense has has done well. They put up 75 against the Knicks, who are not a formidable defense, um, especially if they're not playing against a a shot-creating slasher. And we're also coming off tournament high. They put up. 74 against the Jazz, who had an egregiously bad second half of the season. They got destroyed by the 76ers. They eked out a win over the Magic, who are a good defensive team. Um, And then they scored 71 in a weird loss to the Warriors. Um, So I I don't know about their their recent offense, um, but I do think their offensive ceiling might be a bit higher than we've given them full credit for. Yeah, uh, I, I guess when you frame it that way, they do sound a little inconsistent right now. So, we'll have to see how they do. Uh, any, any final thoughts on that matchup? I believe those were my final thoughts, officer. All right, final, the 4-5 seed matchup. <laughs> Raptors Uprising, who somehow got to the fourth seed, which just, I, I don't even know. I, I didn't know that was even possible going into this week. It, it, Taking was, on... it was possible. Sorry to cut you off, but I'm, I got to rant a little bit. It was possible. My spreadsheet knew it was possible. And then the league switched up the playoff tiebreaking, which meant I had to redo the sheet on Friday. And wow. So I didn't, you know, I didn't finish every seed. And I had, you know, all the, sh- all the stuff I'd put out was kind of, obsolete at that point so yeah that, that's my only complaint yeah they they changed the standings page to include these tiebreakers now and like this is off topic but like they kept saying like average point differential was going to be the tiebreaker and i was like do they mean total because the standings page always showed total and now it's at average so They've, they've changed some things up there. Yeah, really weird that they would change it like that so close. Uh, I don't know what that's all about, but Raptors Uprising, Cavs Legion, Raptors Uprising, of course, starting out 1-5 and five and going 7-1 and one the rest of the way. And Cavs Legion, been a bit of a up and down, kind of very inconsistent season, I would say. But, you know, they're the fifth seed, so they just got to figure it out for the playoffs. What do you think of this matchup? Which Cavs lineup will we see this time? Which Cavs hood will we see this time? Um, no one knows. No one no one really knows. The Raptors have been so hot. Their offense has been really, really good. I think they're going to need to um, rebalance it for this one. Uh, it was pretty Kenny-heavy in their win over the Heat, uh, which, is un- which is, I think, understandable. Um, but I think 
you know, the the TS Josh or the secondary ball handler can be very, very effective. All hell Trey. Super underrated. Super underrated. Um, yes. great stopper. Um if if the Cavs decide to go with Hood at the three or the four. Um one thing is that Hood I mean in this game I would want Hood to be able I, I might I might keep him at point guard um because I like um I like his chances better against the Raptors backcourt than against their front court, especially Trey. Um I think I want him being able to shoot and score from wherever because I still still think he's a a natural scorer um, and is better at that than facilitating. Um, but if they could, you know, if they could get some measure of balance, if they could get some sort of facilitating presence in there, um, they could do a lot because the Raptors um, do like to help on defense. And I, I thought Hotshot was going to tear him apart uh, on that on uh, the shot creating slasher and um, he, he got his teammates some good looks, but they couldn't convert. And then the, the Raptors sort of wised up. Um, but I don't know. I think hood might need to put up a great scoring performance in this one, um, but he's capable of doing it. He's very capable of doing it. So the Raptors seven and one in the reg- in their last eight regular season games, very, very well balanced offense. They're, they're a dangerous, dangerous, good team. Yeah, a couple things you talk about there. First off, when they played the Heat, their deep, the Raptors' defense looked insanely impressive to me, guarding that five out. Of course, they came out with the win. And talking about all hail Trey being a hood stopper, we already know he can stop hood because these two teams played a couple weeks ago, and the Raptors won by 22. So it, this seems like a pretty good matchup, but the wild card is what lineup are the Cavs going to come out with? We don't know where Hood is going to play. Is he going to play point guard? Is he going to play small forward? Is he going to play power forward? Where's Sick going to play? It, it That's like the one variable that makes this matchup so incredibly unpredictable where you can't really know entirely what's going to happen. Like, Cavs could just switch to Hood to point guard just so that he doesn't have to deal with all hail Trey, and you know, make Hood beat TS Josh, which I don't know about his defense. You're the Raptors expert, so uh, I don't know. Would Hood be the, I guess, ideal uh, Hood at point guard be the ideal setup for Cavs Legion, knowing that they may have trouble if he plays anywhere else. Um, Hood to shooting guard. <laughs> Hood to pure sharp. Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, no, I'm I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> obviously, yeah, I think he would be better at point guard. What I think is better is obviously not what the Cavs um, generally run with. Uh, I think he, it would be a bad decision to put him at power forward because I think all hell Trey would be able to very very much limit him as he did in their first meeting. I think all hell Trey is a better better fit at power forward, you know, being able to play on the sharp shooting rim protector than uh, Hood is at three bounding athletic finisher. I think Hood at point guard I mean <laughs> but who do they run the pick and roll with? Do they run it with sick again? King Kwai is very good. King Kwai is not gonna give up too many What the heck were the Magic doing sitting control? <sighs> I don't know. It all comes back to that. The Cavs wouldn't be in this position if if the Magic didn't sit control. Um, but without trying to look too far back on that, yeah, I think he will do better going up against T.S. Josh. Um, but I mean, can, can he outscore the Raptors himself? I don't, I don't really think so. Um, so no, so it, it probably it becomes, where do you put sick and how much can sick do? And how much can Sick get involved in the action? And uh, as I said, this is where some balance would be nice. Maybe you could put Sick at small forward. And, you know, this way you sort of pin all hell Trey at power forward guarding him. Um, And so Sick, you know, Sick gets a few points here and there. um, But he can serve as an alternate ball handler. Just get, 
get a few get a few points, few drives, few fouls on Trey. Mostly throw some different looks at the Raptors, uh, which which will open things up a little bit more for Hood. Yeah, <laughs> man, we're we're in the playoffs and we have no idea what a team is going to do. Where where the, where are they going to trot out any one of their players? Really uh, makes you wish they had some sort of identity. And say it, say it, say it. And integrity, identity, integrity. Yeah, I kind of need a third one for the playoffs. Eh, I don't know. It's short and sweet. It is identity, integrity, so important to a team's internal intestinal fortitude. Yeah, but um, but I mean, funnily enough, I mean, most of the playoff teams have it. The vast yeah. majority of the playoff teams have it. I think the Cavs, the Cavs are the least have the least formed identity and integrity of any of the playoff teams. Um, so yeah, I'm sitting pretty. I mean, are are they the only team without any sort of identity? I, I I'm trying. I'm racking my brains. At, I would at, say probably. I, I yeah. I think they very much are. Uh, uh, and and it's it's sort of formed. It's basically Hood should be the score, but that might just be me seeing into it too much. Um, yeah. But yeah, they they have identity and integrity. Um, they being seven out of, out of eight teams. Um. Ah, I wow! I've, I've looked good the second half of the season. I predicted uh, the Mavs' yeah. downfall. The Magic, didn't, wow. the Magic didn't wind up pl- making the playoffs. It, uh, it's all turning up roses. All right, let, let's move on before <laughs> you get too full of yourself. <laughs> too late. <laughs> Anything else you want to say about Raptors, Cavs? I no, I have no idea who who is going to win the finals there. I'm, well, I'm deswelling my head a little bit. The finals, I said, the finals. Probably funny you say probably a team you don't know who's going to win. Because why don't why don't we predict <laughs> who's going to win? Uh, you go huh? first. You go first. Okay. All right. All right. Well, uh, should we start with that matchup? Raptors Cavs. Go ahead. Sure, why not? Yeah. Uh, I'm picking the Cavs. What? I feel very what? Or sorry, no, I'm pick, I'm picking the Raptors. <laughs> no, I I actually meant the Raptors. Uh, they have identity and integrity, Josiah. They do, which indeed. and they have is pretty important. A balanced offense, and yes, a pretty uh, good defense. I'm picking the Raptors. I'm picking the Raptors. Yeah, seven and one in their last eight regular season games. Not too shabby. Not too bad at all. Cavs, uh, we don't even know what they're going to do. So it's it's a wild card. Uh, Pistons, Heat, who do you have? Heat, 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 Heat. Sad as I am to say it, I have the Heat. I do too. I Like I said earlier, I, it just doesn't feel like a great matchup for the Pistons. And... I mean, you know, you know, we we always say things like that, and they just kind of grind their their way to wins. But I, I wouldn't say the Pistons have a stellar record against like the best teams in the league. And you know, someone can fact check on me that maybe. But um, funnily enough, the Pistons actually beat the Heat uh, way back in Week One. We, did they? Yeah, seventy-two oh, was... or something. It's so long wow. ago. It's so long ago. Week one has absolutely no bearing on anything that's going to happen in these playoffs. It's kind of kind of crazy how little bearing it had. I mean, back <laughs> the Mavs beat the Raptors by twenty two points. Oh, uh-huh. the Kings won. The Kings won. Wow. <laughs> the Kings won. Wow. That's yeah. Can't remember the last time I saw that. Uh, no, I'm joking. They won the last they game the of the season. And a darn good thing they did, too. 
that, that would have been an ignominious uh, way to close out the season. Yes, pretty bad. Um, I was going to say something oh, real off topic. I, I've been thinking about just like going back and watching like tip-off games just to see how different it is compared to what we have now because a lot of teams don't even practice on, on the league build before that tip-off. So I'm sure just the level of 2K and and just the style of play is just nowhere near what we would see now. The the, the first ever game was 49 to 44 won by the... 44 is still the league low yeah. for scoring, I believe. And that that was a long time ago. That was very, very long time ago. But it also seems like yesterday, in a sense. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, next matchup, good 176ers-Wizards. 76ers, 76ers. I, I can't pick a shot creating slasher over a very, very <laughs> well multi-dimensional offense. I can't, I can't do it. Yeah, I'm gonna take the 76ers. Uh, they, they've been, they look shaky a little bit after the patch, but they've really gotten it together. Three straight wins, look pretty good. Uh, second seed, hard to argue with the second seed. So yeah, I'm going 76ers. I think if. If anyone has a plan to stop a shock ring slasher five out, it's them. So, um, and the one eight matchup: Blazer five versus Knicks. Blazer five. Blazer five. Yep, gotta be Blazer five. I don't know. Uh, yeah, Blazer five. I don't, it, it's it's closer than some may think, though. I I don't know. Yeah. Like thirty-five to forty percent chance the Knicks. Not not that close. <laughs> I'm not sure the Blazers win at all, though. I, I think. Wow. I'm not sure. I'm not sure about it. That's interesting. Well, though, so I will give you this prediction. Not even a prediction. I'll give you this guarantee. Oh. A team that wins its first playoff game. Will go on to win the finals. Incredible, really. That, that's why they pay me the big bucks. Really going out on a limb there. Far out, yeah. The first round is best of one, folks. Yeah, best of three for the semifinals and the finals. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm surprised you say you're not sure Blazer Five is going to win it, because they beat the Knicks. They go up against either the Raptors or the Cavs in the second round. They're not going up against the Cavs. <laughs> and I, they go up against the Raptors and as I in, say, in the semis. Yeah, look, they have the easier side of the bracket. That yes, I I will much say. easier. But I think I I could see them losing to a team from the other side of the bracket. One very specific team, I think, but uh, not oh not really anyone on their side of the bracket. Please tell me that one specific team. I will recount it to you with a sort of funny, ironic piece of league trivia. The the 76ers beat the Blazers in the finals of the very first tournament. The Blazers beat the 76ers in the 100th game of the season. The 200th game of the season will be game two of the finals, or maybe game one. I don't remember. I think the 76ers might just make it incredibly poetic and um, how, and do it. How do you all. know? How do you know it's going to be the 200th game if I counted? We have No, we have, we have two semifinal series that could go anywhere from 4 to 6 games. Um one of the finals games I think would still would still make it. Don't don't ruin my math. Except I mean, maybe, but uh, unless the team wins it in two, then it's game one ninety nine. See, maybe. Both, do you see both semifinals? Do you see both semifinals finishing in two games? No. We don't even know what lineup the Cavs are going to run. How can we say how many games this, both seventy final semifinals are going to go? I, I don't know. You never know. I don't. I don't know. I'm just rooting. For your for your poetry to be ruined. 
This is the kind of stuff I have to put up with, listeners. All this, all this negativity. I I didn't get the Mavs getting in on the coin flip, so yeah, you're right. I gotta have Serves this. You're right, serves you right. Rooting for the Mavs. You you would have laughed. I I would have laughed and cried. It's true. Uh, but the, man, like I didn't realize before you mentioned it that. That opposite side of the bracket, 76ers, Pistons, Heat, Wizards. Well, like brutal. that's brutal. Utterly ridiculous. Very, very nasty. Uh I mean, I don't, I don't know. Are are you kind of saying that whoever gets out of there will win it? No, I mean, no, not necessarily. I think, I think if I were giving, if I were assigning odds to all eight teams, finals winning odds to all eight teams beforehand, the Blazers would still have the highest. Um, but I think once it gets down to the finals, those odds will be um, commensurately diminished, um, especially if they go up against the 76ers. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. Sh- should we... Should we predict the semifinals then? If, we're, if because the semifinals are being played on Saturday, yeah, which is rough. Blazers over Raptors, 76ers over Heat. There. Wow. Very I'm, confident. I'm not confident in those predictions at all. I'm not even, I'm not I, even sure that those are the teams that are going to make it in. Like I, I want to agree with you, but the top two seeds making it to the finals—that has never happened ever. There's no way that can happen, right? This is the first season of the NBA 2K League listeners, so no, that is that has never happened before. Is an accurate statement, although without context, it's meaningless. Well, it's, it's still never happened before. We've gotten three shots and t- in tournaments. Oh, wait, t- this is not a tournament. Yes, it is. No, it's, no, it's, it's very much a tournament. It's the playoffs. The playoffs are a tournament. No, they're not. They're... What do you think the playoffs are? Playoffs are their own thing. Uh, they're a tournament. No, they're not. We don't call it the playoff tournament. It's the playoffs. But they are a tournament. No, no. Look, this is a tournament is where answer. we're not talking about some participants get eliminated until generic... only one is the winner. We're not talking about generic definition of a tournament when jim mora that's what i'm talking about mora delivered his famous rant he didn't say tournament tournament he said playoffs 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 are just a fancy name for a tournament fancy name for a tournament how is tournament not a fancier name than playoffs it's a marketing thing what it's a marketing what yeah (laughs) is that the straw you really want to grasp I I don't think it's actually a marketing thing, but at the playoffs are just a tournament. You have seeds like in a tournament. Why Teams you, get eliminated like in a tournament. Have, Only one team can win it like in a tournament. Why do you? What do you mean like in a tournament? Why are you thinking that the tournament came before the playoffs? The playoffs came before the tournament. Since when? Tournament. What? Tournaments are just an extroverted playoff. I. That doesn't make any sense to me. What, I don't know what you're. I don't know what that even means. Skip the extroverted part. But tournaments are meant to replicate playoffs, not the other way around. How do you know that? How do you know that they're not? Because playoffs are a tournament. <laughs> this isn't. This isn't like an actual debate, is it? Like. Just because it's a different name doesn't mean it's an entirely different thing. I I think you're you're going down a different path. It's a dark path, one that you probably shouldn't be going down. I, I mean, my my arguments have been much more sound than yours, oh, but no, I'll I'll let you off the hook. In what way? I'll let you off the hook, and we'll we'll, we'll let the listeners decide. Listeners, there's one right answer in this. <laughs> anyway, go 
going back to what started all this. Thanks, Jim Mora. It's hard well. to imagine the top two seeds with the way this season has gone, or maybe it would just be the perfect irony if the top two seeds made the finals. They call it March. They call it March Madness, but the vast majority of the seeds that make the final four are one seeds and two seeds. Yeah, but you know, I don't know. You, you don't see. You don't see Radford getting one seed when they're predicted to be 300th preseason. Like Blazer 5 being predicted to be, what, they were like 14th or something in a lot of places. Preseason rankings meant nothing. You you made the claim earlier in this podcast that you didn't do a draft grades or preseason power rank. I'm just saying, it's, it's not the best, I don't think it's the best metaphor, simile. Whatever you want to call it. Playoffs. That's that's <laughs> that my only point. I'm defaulting to that. Okay. Anything else you want to say about the playoffs? I think we're yes. I think the playoffs are um, gonna be fun. They're gonna be Oh absolutely gonna be very, very fun. And also can't wait. Shout out the uh, the NBA two K League for doing so well on social media. Yes. So, uh, let, let, yeah, Josiah, you have a new website. Why don't you tell the people all about that? Um, I mean, it's a new website. That's that. That's all. It is. <laughs> yeah, that's what I just said. Thank you for uh, clarifying that for, for the people. What? To, what is going? What kind of content can people expect to see on your new website, Josiah? Uh, leading questions are better. Thank you. Um, it's NBA, NBA 2K League. Um, some funny stuff on there, too. I, I did a uh, Phil Taylor-styled conversation between Hoodie Mellow and Banana Boat Mellow. Um, a lot of a lot of the play breakdowns that I usually do. Um, but open to having more contributors. Um, already got a few people. Hopefully, uh, Will will grace the site with a guest post or two of his own. Uh, at some point, um, maybe, uh, maybe if it's about the playoffs, not about tournaments, yeah. Uh, Round table is in our playoffs a tournament. Yeah, that, that's uh, my that's my pitch to you that. for your website. Deal. Take it or leave it. Deal. <laughs> um, yeah, and if you want to give it a give it a look, um, it's got some fun stuff. I put up put up all my stuff on there um what what josiah what's the name of your website pace and space odyssey it's like the basketball thing and the movie thing yeah it, i'm glad you explained that because i honestly didn't pick up on oh, that oh really to, yeah. be, to be quite honest with you no oh seriously okay yeah so like I, the spurs Really, the Spurs and the Warriors have like a pace and space offense, a lot of ball movement. Yeah, basic. yeah. And then 2001: A Space Odyssey yeah. by the great Stanley Kubrick. Yeah, I get it. Now. There's a clue in the guide. It says, you know, what can you find here? Not the uh, Stanley Kubrick, but Stanley Johnson and Stanley LeBron. Clever. Thank you. I wasn't fishing for that at all. <laughs> uh, go check it out. Um, Josiah, you've already been posting a bunch of stuff on there. It's been pretty impressive. So go check out the new website. Uh, Josiah, where else can, can the people find your stuff? Find me uh, on TSN and on Operation Sports. And I'll, I'll keep the podcast posted if I you know find a new gig in the near future. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, what what about uh, what about Twitter? Oh, the big bluebird yeah. would be at aj one one three underscore os. Also, give pay, at pace and space odd one a follow. Um, mostly that's just going to be standard boilerplate site tweets. 
my 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 follow is the important follow. Yeah. Relative. You just retweet all your own stuff anyway on there, so I, it's scary. I'm trying to th- think of a way out of it, but for for the for, for the current future, yeah. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at Will Beverina. I run Dimer2k.com. I haven't been writing too much lately, though. It, it's a real shame. Yeah, it's just I don't have the time anymore, unfortunately. Uh, but follow Dimer2k at Dimer2k. Uh, still, still do you know like graphics and stuff on there. So when I have the time, he's, but, he, uh, he's the gift master. Yeah, I, I make gifts. The real gift master. Yeah, uh, everyone copied me. So it's, nah, I'm it's joking. True, no, it's kind of true. <laughs> but uh. Yeah, I I mean, we've already done that, but just is there anything else you want to talk about? Anything else on your mind? Um, no. Oh, great. All right, well, I guess that's it, everyone. Goodbye. Playoffs. Playoffs. <laughs>